Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome back to another Pop Culture Kiki. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. There is so much to talk about. Like, we just had like a full 30-minute conversation about how to even talk about all the things that there are to talk about. So we're going to talk about some things. And then after the ad break, we're going to talk about the Grammys. Because obviously we know that that's what she came for. And yeah, there's just so much to cover. And make sure to use the timestamps. That'll that'll be the most helpful way to navigate any of these episodes. Yes, you'll never need them more than this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to start with some Bravo stuff. And um, obviously, I posted on Instagram that I went to go see Ariana. I saw Chicago. My first time seeing Chicago just in general. So I have many thoughts about that. I also wanted to talk about... Um, so last week, we discussed the like Caroline Brandy lawsuit and I listened to it back and I was mortified by my behavior and I got eaten up as I should have because I was so like crass about it and I don't know I was just like really grossed out and like embarrassed by the way that I talked about it especially because I read the actual trial notes like after we recorded and I was like oh Fuck, like this actually is really serious and like not a joke. So I did want to apologize for how I spoke about Caroline. Like me not liking her has nothing to do with the fact that a person doesn't deserve to be assaulted at work. Um, and in my mind, like honestly, it was just typical Brandy Glanville bullshit. Like, I feel like I'm so used to hearing about Brandy being a mess and treating people poorly on reality show sets. That I was like, oh, it's like another, like, she threw wine in Lisa's face or slapped Eileen kind of thing. Used some fucking racial slur. Like, Brandy has been a nightmare since the beginning of her career on Bravo. But after reading this uh, this uh, lawsuit, this was an actual, like, a straight-up sexual assault. Like, chasing a woman around, feeling between her legs feeling her boobs, pressing her against a door, locking her in a room. Like it was, and it went on and on. Like it was not even just like a, it wasn't even like a quick thing. It was like an, a real ass 
assault. So I think that Brandy deserves to get in trouble for this, honestly. Like, she's been given so many second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth chances. And Bravo loves seeing her be a drunk, sloppy mess on TV. But this was, like, beyond. So, yeah. I wanted to apologize and also say that I'm, like, really very much rooting for Caroline. Now, I know Bravo has been going through so... It seems like a different lawsuit every month with Bravo at this point. I know this one's been going on for a little bit now. But do you think there's anything that can happen to Bravo? Because right now, they are the station, right? Like, they they are the moment, honestly. Yeah. Bravo in general. Do you think that this is going to change anything? Like, obviously, you have to hope for change and hope for a safer work environment for everyone involved. But do you think this is going to, I don't want to say reckoning because I know that they're all calling it the reality reckoning, but it really is just another thing to put on the list. See, that's what is like really confusing about it. And I think what led to my ignorance about it last week, because even now with the report being out of what happened and like Caroline's statement and like, it's all public, but even still, if you look at like tiktok about this or if you look at instagram people are mostly just annoyed by it like people are annoyed by caroline they don't like her and they're like completely missing all of the insanity like no matter who even if it wasn't her it could be any housewife like this is really really bad and i don't know i don't i guess it's too early to say but i feel like to me this lawsuit is one of the worst of all of the things, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Like this is a real sexual assault, like a real actual assault. And I don't know. I don't think it'll change anything. I think that Bravo has started trying to soften their edges and stuff. And like, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe it'll change anything. Even just by the way people are talking about Caroline. I don't think it'll change anything. Mm-hmm. All of TikTok, you would think that it was nothing more than like a one second moment or something. Like people are genuinely annoyed with Caroline for doing this, which is crazy. So have you been watching the traders at all? No, I haven't. And I know that that's insane. I know. It's great. First, <laughs> I won't yell at you, but can I say some spoilers? Of course. Yes. Yes. So anyone listening that's not up to date with traders, honestly, you gotta watch it. One of the best shows on television. The The last episode might be one of my favorite reality episodes of TV I've ever watched. And basically, Phaedra, now I get it. Now I get why you love Phaedra so much. The way that she read Dan down, Dan, who's supposed to be like this mastermind of Big Brother, she made him look so fucking stupid with like, a 30 second little speech. It was incredible. I've heard he had to release a statement and basically say, like, yeah, I played really shitty. And Phaedra's like, um, I underestimated her. Right. Because I didn't even know much about Phaedra, right? Like, I haven't watched that season of Housewives. And then to find out she's a lawyer and like has worked with big clients, not just like a little being a lawyer in general is tough, I know, to become one, but like she's worked with celebrities. Like, and just watching her play this game has been incredible. Um, I believe it's Pavardi, not poverty, like I was saying. Pavardi. She's incredible. Um, is it Parvati? It's Parvati. 
party. Fuck. Listen, somebody commented they don't come to this podcast to hear things pronounced correctly. And that's the truth. <laughs> but um, Trishel, I think, is going to be a sleeper. Because I even forgot until um, Danny Pellegrino tweeted that she played poker for years and was really good at it. And this past episode, um, in Dan's like speech, he gave away who the other two traders are. And Trishel was the only one to clock it. Oh, that's interesting. Tr- yeah. Like Trishel's actually smart. Um, Sheree. Um, she's so funny. I truly believe has no idea what's happening. <laughs> like, like, just it's such a good show, and you wouldn't think it would be. I guess it has like a lot of power players, but it shouldn't be as good as it is. I didn't think that it would like become as big of a moment as it is. Like, it is really. It's like taken over. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I want to tweet about. It's all I want to post. About. <laughs> I'm still fucking in my, sur- which is hilarious that I'm like in a save- a survivor hole right now, mm-hmm. given the fact that like Traders is basically a- an extension of that. But I'm in this like really intense, deep survivor hole and I can't get out of it. And it's all I crave. So when I finish this survivor moment, which I'm putting it into it, like I'm not going to start another season after I finish this one. I will watch the Traders. I just didn't want to do it at the same time. I get it. You can only, for me at least, I can only take so much like reality TV at once. Especially competitions. Yeah. Um, but overall, incredible. It's so fucking good. Well, I'm excited to watch it. I'll, I will have my thoughts a month after the show's off the air. In case anybody cares. And just one last thing. Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas was the first to be sent home. Or second, I guess. Second to be sent home. I close my computer and immediately start watching. <laughs> but he is still tweeting, being like, guess you're not as good as you thought, Dan. Look at you got kicked off too, Dan. I'm like, it's been months, Johnny, and you were the first one kicked out. So, like, shut up. I knew he would be so threatened by Dan. Threatened by all of them, I think. Yeah. Because he's like, on that show, he's such a small fish in a big pond, like, He's just one of many people, whereas, like, on the challenge, they make it seem like it all revolves around him. hmm Know who the leader is? Pilot Pete. That shocked me. Pilot Pete has the whole game figured out. He figured out who two of the traitors are. Like, he is running the show. And when I said that, Blair was like, well, he is a pilot. He needs to know, like, physics. You need to be smart to be a pilot. And I was like, well, that's why I'm not one. <laughs> well, I just saw that Parvati did um, a paper magazine shoot that was really cool. She's like having a moment, and like I don't know, I just feel like it's very cool to be like in paper magazine. Yeah, and she is very good at her game. Like watching her, it's like an art. Watching her do it, I know Dan was great, but watching her do it, it truly is an art form. No, it. She really is like, you know, I love shows like this because it's like. To be really good at that, like, Sari is a good example. Like, to be really good at manipulating people and reading people, like, there's no award for that. Mm-hmm. But it is an art. And it, it does take, like, an insane amount of skill to be able to control people like that. And she is just masterful. Like, the way that men just plummet to their knees for her <laughs> and will basically do anything she tells them to is amazing. Even knowing that she's so smart. 
For sure. For sure. So if anyone isn't on the Traders game, you got to get on it. It's so fucking good. Well, I can't wait to be able to talk about it. <laughs> but if anybody wants to talk about Survivor from the year 2000, hello, season 10 is insane. Um, uh, So I went to see Ariana on Broadway. If you, I don't know if you've heard, but Ariana is in a little a little musical called Chicago. And she was so good. She was so... First of all, let me just also say this is not sponsored, but Last Minute Ticks really is that girl. I don't know. Have you ever used that? I haven't because I always thought it was like a scam. It's so good. I ended up... Because I decided like kind of last minute that I wanted to go. And it's like the whole point of the website is you get like last minute tickets and it's like the spiller seats that are like left but sometimes you can get really lucky and i got like i think i was row d i want to say like i was basically up against the stage and i paid like so much less for those tickets not sponsored but if you guys are looking to go see a show or going looking to go see ariana use last minute ticks i got those seats were so cheap um but she was incredible like she was so magnetic and funny and she genuinely had the whole room like erupting in laughter. And you could tell that there was like a lot of Bravo heads there. There was a lot of people there that were like obviously there to see her. There were a lot of like husbands being dragged by the Bravo wives and stuff like that. But everybody, even like the the people you could tell were like theater snobs that like go see shows all the time. She was killing it. Like she is a shockingly good singer. I had no idea. Um, and she was just fucking hysterical. And I've never seen Chicago live. I've only ever seen um, the movie. So just in general, it was like really cool to see Chicago. And yeah, she absolutely fucking killed it. So anybody who's thinking about going, I highly suggest you go see it while she's still doing it because she was very good. And it's also a super small theater. So I feel like there's no bad seat. Yeah, no, it was like, and it's gorgeous in there. It was mm-hmm. so I don't think I've ever been to that specific theater. Um, well, well, that makes me really happy because I've seen a few clips at like the very end of the show um, mm-hmm. on TikTok and people made it seem like it was like very high school musical-esque. So getting that from you, that it was good, like I trust you for that. I was highly entertained. Mind you, I was not sober. I was high out, out of my mind. I was so stoned. My, I took an edible that was much too strong for the occasion. <laughs> But I thought she did incredible. <laughs> well, I saw the movie Argyle over the weekend. Okay. <laughs> How was that? Opposite as your experience at Chicago. Um, okay. So me and Blair went to see, see it. And like, I didn't know what I was getting into. Took an edible before. And I think that made it worse. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be a silly spy movie, which it was. And I thought Bryce Dallas Howard did a great job. And so did Sam Rockwell. Those two did incredible. But there were like four twists in the movie. And the movie was over two hours. And I was like, you know what? Take take two of the twists away. Make it a solid 90 minutes. I'm sure I would have liked it. It was just like too drawn out. And once you thought you had it figured out, they're like, and another. And I'm like, it's just a goofy movie. We don't need this many like gotcha moments. It has a horrendous IMDb rating. And I was actually like, I was bored and I was going to go see it the other day. And I was like, I don't even know if I can do it. 
inedible didn't help. It made it more confusing. I've also seen people be really upset that they thought they were getting like a Dua Lipa lead in the movie and she's only in it for a couple seconds. And I'm like, thank God. Right. And with her couple seconds, she did great. <laughs> like Overall, like, again, I think if it was a 90 minute movie, it would have been really funny and good. It was just way too dragged out. Yeah, that's like an absurd amount of time for a goofy ass movie with a CGI cat. Like, give me a break. Yeah, the CGI cat was... I don't like CGI animals. I know that they're there for a good reason. Like, I would rather that than animals be abused. But, like, just don't have the animals in it then. And, like, if you're going to use CGI and green screen, can it not be the lowest budget um, of those two technologies? The green screen in the movie, just from what I've seen in the clips, is insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, And again, like... Rice, Dallas Howard, and uh, Sam Rockwell did great. And if they did a different movie as leads, I'd be so into it because they worked really well off each other. Yeah. But like overall, you guys can wait till it's on streaming. Well, speaking of movies that we hated, <laughs> I saw two movies this week. I'm going to start with the one that I absolutely fucking despised, which was Mean Girls. I figured. I didn't think you'd like it. Oh, I hated it. It made me like angry. There were moments where I, and I, I don't do this because I'm, if I pay $20 for a movie ticket, I'm going to sit there. I almost left. Meanwhile, I sat there, biggest smile on my face. I was like, love every moment of it. <laughs> I just, I thought that it felt really soulless. It was very like Disney movie to me. Um, but without the camp, like at least a Disney movie is campy and like fun. This was not, this was like, to me, the thing that bothered me about this Mean Girls was that it felt like it relied on you having seen the original to just like fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Because everything was on hyper speed. When she met, like when they met each other, they were best friends within the same five minutes. And they had gone from like, the scene of them meeting to then them plotting the shit in like not even a full 10 minutes like span i was like okay like it was just but the thing that really bothered me this is the thing i really actually wanted to complain about was the wardrobe i've seen a lot of discourse on tiktok about the mean girls wardrobe and everybody is either like it was horrible or you're on the camp of like it wasn't as bad as people are saying it's worse than anyone has stated the wardrobe in that movie was so violently bad like it was so boring and such a non-factor it looked like everything came from fucking sears and roebuck i mean it was like the whole point of mean girls is like the storytelling through wardrobe like there's so much that they do through just wardrobe and it's so effective and it's still effective now and they went from that to like they literally just went to pennies and bought a bunch of stuff that they thought the youths are wearing. There was no story being told in that movie through clothes whatsoever. It made me so angry. I hated it. No, you're right. It did go really fast. It definitely, you had to have seen the first one to un, to like keep up with it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was fun because I went into it thinking of it as like not mean girls at all. Like yeah. kind of like how I watched season three of Laguna Beach. This isn't Laguna Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like convincing myself it's same-ish storyline, different universe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what did you think of like the new actors in the movie? Did you like any of them? Like for me, this Damien was so much funnier. No, I didn't okay. really love a lot of them. I thought Damien was fine. I thought Renee did an amazing job. Like I thought she was great. Um, Haiti. <laughs> and my hands are crossed right now, by the way. You're very serious. She was, you know, when you like when somebody is so bad in something, it the whole time all you're thinking is, how did everybody think that this worked? Like the writers thought this worked, the director, Tina Fey, everybody thought she's great. How oh, she was literally so dry. I I I I I don't even have the words to describe how bad I thought she was. Um yeah, I just didn't like anything about it to be honest. I really really hated it. And that's okay. People say we don't disagree enough on this podcast. <laughs> we can disagree about the Mean Girls reboot. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure if I watch it for a second time, I won't like it as much. If honestly, I think that if I had watched it at home, I wouldn't have minded. I think it was the fact that I was like in a theater and like paid a bunch of money to watch this. And like, I was like, I would rather just watch a Disney original. Just go the whole, the whole way and just watch a Disney film. Cause it was giving, it was giving Disney without the Disney. Anyway, we can move on. So the NHL All-Star Game happened over the weekend, and boy, did we get some moments from that, which I never expected. Wow. Michael Bublé on shrooms on a conference. <laughs> I don't know if if you guys haven't watched the clip of him being like, somebody said this was a microdose of shrooms. It's not. It is incredibly laugh out loud funny. <laughs> it was very relatable, I thought, too. It was just like, wow, this is like very like humanizing. And to have, like, I can't imagine being on shrooms and having deep-voiced Will Arnett next to me. That would be a lot for my system. Um, so just the fact that he was up there answering questions was crazy. What I really liked about it was that he, because I do this too when I feel like I'm too high. I just, blur, I'm like, listen. And you know this. I do this all the time. I'm like, I'm hot. If I sound weird, if I'm talking weird, if I do anything weird, I'm high and I'm too high. And I love that he was just like, I'm too high right now. Like, I'm fucked up. And then we have to talk about a high for Justin Bieber. He performed. He did kind of a smaller set. It was like almost acoustic, maybe some drums behind him. Incredible. And I think I said if I was to do PR for Justin Bieber, it would be small venues, acoustic, like that. He looks so happy, so healthy. And I saw some people saying they thought he was on something. Maybe he was on shrooms as well. We don't know. But he, he looked and sounded better than he has in, like, five years. He sounded so fucking incredible. So good. Like, sometimes you really do have to remind people of how talented you are, you know? Like, and he really, and the comments were all just so like, oh my God, his voice. Oh my God, he hasn't sounded like this in years. Oh my God, I forgot. He's so talented. Okay, fine, I'll listen to Purpose again. Like, it was very positive. And, you know, he deserves a little positive, a little positive press at this moment. He definitely does. And like, yeah, you can't take away that Justin Bieber is super fucking talented and has been since he was like four. 
Yeah. So maybe some kind of comeback, like Dumois said that Justin's going to have a comeback with a full tour. Justin Bieber is never going to tour again. We need to stop pretending he is. And that's not what he needs. Mm-mm. He just had a flop album, like baby steps, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need a, another Justin tour where he's like out of it on stage and clearly doesn't want to be there. Like that's too much. I think that these little moments are great. I think a tiny desk or something would do wonders for him. A tiny desk would be perfect. You know, no tour. Do hot ones, Justin. Yes, little things. Nothing, you know, too strenuous for our boy. (laughs) So, did you watch Vanderpump Rules? I did watch Vanderpump Rules. What did you think? I think I wish my prediction was Lala going on Rachel's podcast, not Ariana's, because I see that happening. I don't know. I thought it was really boring. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care that James Kennedy lives near the airport. (laughs) Like, I really don't give a shit about that. You know, Tom Schwartz, if you can't tell, he just wants to be friends with Ariana so he can look like a good guy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I think I'm so over Scandaval that like rewatching this isn't interesting for me. I get that. And like Ariana, clean your bedroom, girl. Uh, um, I don't disagree with you, unfortunately. I wish the thing about this show that's so weird right now is like it still feels to me, people aren't gonna like this. To me, it still feels like a show that could go ahead and get canceled. For sure. Like it's still time to cancel this show, even though they had like a crazy lightning in a bottle thing that happened last year that none of us could have predicted. But, like, let us not forget that the show at that point had run its course and that they were going to cancel it. And it still feels like it's run its course. Like, and now we're going to milk this fucking scandal shit as long as we can. I'm already, I am so sick of talking about this. I am so, I'm even sick of like talking about Tom being an asshole. We, Mm -hmm. we know. Like, the Nick Bayall interview, it's like pretty much, you know, all the same shit. Like he's still a dick. He's still he's not going to take accountability. He's not going to randomly become Prince Charming or The Bachelor and like have like the right opinion about what he did. Like I'm just over it. And I think that the show is too much of like a shell of its former self. Like it feels like a a reality show Friends parody, funny or die skit or something. I guess for me, it's not fun watching people who are almost forty not drink anymore, not really party, and just kind of, like, live their lives. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, as you get older, you're supposed to calm down. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to, like, mellow out a bit. So I get it. But, like, it's I'm not going to watch that Valley show with Jax for that reason. God, are you kidding? (laughs) Kidding? And the show is so far removed now from what it was about. And, like, it relied... Like it was that was fine because we love these characters and we love mm-hmm. watching them and whatever. But it it's just time. Like it's just it's over. Even Lisa Vanderpump doesn't even know what to do in her own show. She shows up and she's happy to be allowed to show up and film. And it's weird and the power dynamic is all weird because she is desperate to be on TV and they're throwing her a bone by including her in these conversations that feel so unnatural. Like none of them 
are seeking out Lisa Vanderpump's advice or approval on anything in their lives. No, and honestly, Ariana shouldn't have come back this season. I think this season is going to backfire so bad for her, which it's not Ariana's fault people like her, Lala. It's not her fault that she got cheated on and people actually felt bad for her. Yeah. Like, that's not Ariana's fault. And it's not her fault she's on Chicago or Dancing with the Stars. Like, these are opportunities she was given because she's likable. And I am ready for Lala to be, I mean, she's already kind of doing it, but being like, I was also cheated on. Well, guess what, Lala? You were also the mistress, so people aren't going to feel bad for you. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. Now, I'm a Lala apologist, but... Her need to make this a every single fucking aspect of this. A, her and Sheena are like playing tug of war. It's a narcissist tug of war. Like, no, I'm the most hurt. I'm the most hurt. I'm the most deeply affected. This is the closest thing to me. It's like, oh my God, are you guys fucking kidding me? But it's funny. I don't mind when Sheena does it because Sheena's always done it. Yeah. Well, Sheena is full camp. Like, I, what do you mean? I, I had dental surgery. I was put under and you didn't ask if I was okay. <laughs> Nobody asked about mine too. <laughs> yeah. When Sheena does it, I'm just like, that's Sheena, you know, yeah. but Lala wants to bark and be this tough girl. And then when like, see someone else, all of a sudden she's Lauren from Utah, not Lala from Utah. And I will say, I think that Lala is where I appreciate her. And I I know that people are really like, like she's, it's embarrassing that she called Rachel at the end of the episode. And like, obviously she thought that they were all going to be filming. (laughs) So like it made her look really stupid to then realize that she's not even going to be filming with them and that that was pointless. And, but I, I understand like, like even with the real house vibes, like sometimes people have to bury the hatchet or like, 
raise the flag just for the sake of like keeping the story going and keeping it interesting. Like there's got to be ebb and flow of you like getting along with people and not getting along with them or whatever. But that made her look so dumb. But uh, like I said, I, I understand like she's a professional reality star and she's mm-hmm. trying to do what she could to make this interesting because it would be interesting if Rachel had decided to film. It would be very fascinating to see the group split based on that and like who would choose to talk to her. But I just I don't care. about this. And, and that's the missing piece. It's Rachel. Like you said, she should have. Re- you said this like right after she said she wasn't filming. In order to keep the show going, she needs to be on our screen. Yeah, I agree. And Vanderpump, it's just boring. And I'm so fucking sick of Tom Schwartz. And his, oh, shucks. I don't know. I don't know. My friend cheated on me. I mean, cheated on his girlfriend. And now nobody likes me. But I didn't even do anything. I did nothing. It's like, shut fuck up, you tired old man. I know. I Trust me. Hi, Ariana. Hi, Ariana. Oh, I guess she's not talking to me. Aren't you almost 50? He wants to be Kelso from that 70s show so bad. He is insane. Like, oh my God. I just, I'm going to, I'm not going to watch. Are we both going to watch? Of course. But I just do not look forward to this show anymore. I have to be honest. I really, I don't. I'm hoping, I know there's an episode tonight. And I also want to find out what's going on with the the sandwich shop. Mm, Yeah. Because what is it? <laughs> I understand that the the ta- the city has made it hard to get permits, but like how hard? Like Lisa can't grease any palms. <laughs> yeah. I will say I thought it was really cool that they hired the set designer for Nancy Myers movies to do the interior. I thought that was really cool. And that like low key mean chef now has a full job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be watching. We'll be talking about it complaining about it i'm sure i Um, am open to episodes getting better because i do think when tom and ariana have to film together those scenes will be worth watching yes and first episodes of new seasons are always weird because they they it's the most fake episodes to me because they have to set up what's to come they have to talk about what's happened they have to have all these fake conversations like so like haven't talked to you since you blah 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 you know like it's it's like necessary but i i hope that by the the midpoint it'll you know we we're hoping for vanderpump rules but we're not holding our breath no it's definitely not my favorite thing happening on bravo at the moment what is your favorite thing happening on bravo right now the real housewives of miami is having a renaissance it is the little show that could it was canceled over 10 years ago and brought back and it is so good potomac is flopping at the moment which is painful for me because you know how much i love potomac they're having a flop season um beverly hills is fine i mean it's like it's beverly hills but miami is killing it and i actually think this most recent episode was one of the best real housewives episodes of the entire Real Housewives franchise. It was just so chaotic and funny and emotional and intense. And it was like sad and and like cringy. It was great. So if you're not watching Miami, which a lot of people aren't because it's not doing great ratings wise, but you guys really should watch it. I even watched the last episode of Real Housewives Miami. 
And so good. That was fucking insane. And they're at like Doll Island, which like I recognized <laughs> from Ghost Adventures. And I was just like, there's so much happening. These two women are screaming at each other. And one woman's crying because she has cancer. And she's like, hey, I'm actually going through something. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's just so like, um, to me, the best Real Housewives are like, the Real Housewives franchises are the ones where they really give you like an insight into the city. Like, and Miami is really doing that. Like, it really is so, it's just so Miami. You know what I mean? Like the cast is so Miami and I don't know. I loved it. And that boat ride was like, just, you couldn't write a better episode. It was outstanding. Who's your favorite housewife on there on the real housewives of Miami? Um, I really like Marisol and Alexis. They're kind of bullies, but they're really great. And they add so much like, they just add so much to the show. They're a great duo, great best friends. I love iconic Real Housewives best friends. Like, they are one of the best. They're really like so codependent on each other, and they're so funny with each other. Um, yeah, they they're great. And like the Lisa, it, everybody has like their own really intense storyline happening. Like Lisa signing the divorce papers like as they're on the boat, and like <laughs> it's it was just crazy. It truly was. It was insane. <laughs> Throwing bread at dogs and then them fighting about the dogs. Like This week's episode is sponsored by Quinn. Who doesn't love the good things in life? Even though I enjoy a little luxury, it doesn't mean that I can always afford it until I discover Quince. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. And I love that. I told you guys around the holidays that everybody in my life that I care about was getting something from Quince. Um, I ended up getting my mom a weighted blanket because I wanted to convert her on the weighted blanket game. And now she's obsessed. So now my mother has a life partner that is a weighted blanket, as does her son. And we are living very, very happy lives. Give yourself the luxury that you deserve with Quince. Go to Quince.com blinds for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash blinds to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash blinds. This episode is also sponsored by BASE. If you got any trips planned in the next month, you have to check out BASE. I feel like every time I went to the airport before I started using BASE, I would notice their bags like the Weekender or their suitcases and be like, okay, next time that'll be me because they just look so sleek and easy to use. And now that it is me, I can confidently say these things make your life infinitely better. So I actually bought my girlfriend base back in September for her birthday, and the handle had a cushion on it. It rolled so smooth that I was like, I need to get my own bag. I also have the Weekender bag, and I just took a weekend trip, 
It was so nice that I could put my shoes in like a different compartment than my clothes. Hate when dirty shoes touch clean clothes. It's something I can't stand. And now that we're going on tour, I can't wait to have these available. Base was created by actress Shane Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead, and Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash blinds. Go to basetravel.com slash blinds for 15% off your purchase. That's B-E-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L dot com slash blinds. This episode is also sponsored by Thrive Market. So for me, Being healthy means swapping out certain things at the store. I try and eat healthier. I also love Thrive because it recommends things that I need. I'm terrible at grocery shopping. I always just try and live off snacks, and that's no way to live, which is why I love Thrive Market. Thrive is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can use their on-site filters to suit my lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of my favorite brands. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership match program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash blinds for 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash blinds, thrivemarket.com slash blinds. So really quick, I just wanted to touch on the royal family. Um, I know people want us to do an episode on them. Troy and I have said the Meghan Markle blinds just aren't fair. Um, But the royal family announced, I think a month or two ago, that Kate is going to be basically hospitalized till April. She's not doing any public um, events or anything like that. And William was also planning on taking a step back to help Kate with the kids and all of that. But now... Apparently, um, Charles, I'm not saying apparently, it is confirmed that King Charles has cancer, prostate cancer, and has to take a step back, may have to step down at the moment the queen, Camilla, I can't believe I'm saying that, 
she's taking over his engagements, but eventually it's going to go to William. And I, I'm curious how Prince Harry and Prince William are going to go about the loss or eventual loss of their father. Cause the Royals don't just announce things unless it's like very serious. So I'm guessing King Charles's diagnosis is actually like way further along than the public knows. Well, my connection to the Royal family, as people would expect, is through Trisha Paytas. And <laughs> I know that it genuinely upsets Trisha. I saw her post on TikTok the other day, or on one of our videos the other day, about how upsetting it is that people associate um, the births of her children with the deaths in that family. It's not funny, because it, it it seemed like it really gave her a lot of anxiety, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Just iconic. So I'll be watching through Trish. And that's that's the perfect way for you to watch Troy. I'll be in the yeah. I'll be quietly in the trenches because I don't like to admit how much I follow the royal family. Like I follow them very closely. Um, that's why, again, I'm shocked that they're saying this. But how Charles is it to wait like 70 years to finally sit on the throne? And and this isn't funny, but like then get cancer. Yeah. Like he waited, like Queen Elizabeth should have stepped down and let him take over, but <laughs> she never did. And now like his time as king may be cut short. How Prince Charles is that? It is very Prince Charles. And also the thing, well, I guess you made the point already, but like you have to assume for them to say something, like there's already like so much in like planning that has gone on mm -hmm. we're like getting the first line in their long list of plans that have already been made you know so it's just interesting to see how this will all play out i guess and i'm curious to see if the crown's magically gonna make a comeback because you guys left out a lot of shit in that final season <laughs> trisha has to play the king in the end <laughs> oh my god old drag <laughs> What else is there to talk about before we go to the Grammys? Justin? Honestly, Justin Timberlake has become our new Taylor Swift. Yeah. And, and Troy, may I have the floor for a moment? Please. Justin Timberlake, stop trying to be some bad bitch. What is going on? You, you got Britney, like, saying, hey, his song's good. Leave him alone. And then he has to go out on fucking stage and be like, actually, I don't apologize to no one. Justin Timberlake, you're not Nicki Minaj. What the fuck is happening? It's very quite embarrassing. And I called it. I said that he's going to go on stage because this is what he's done for so long. That he's going to go on stage. He'll, he won't make any sort of public statement or anything, but he will get up on stage and say something like crass and then let the whole world go crazy. Whether it's him singing rehab or whatever and it's just very much like it just shows how much he hasn't grown and the fact that he is such a narcissist and his head is so far up his own ass that he can't see what all people want from him is a little humility right all people want like you and your baby and jessica and your career and your curl pattern all of it will be fine if you just show that you're a fucking human being. But he has too much pride to do it. So now he's saying that he, um, he'll probably do some sort of interview. He thinks he's going to 
he might talk to Oprah and give his perspective. We've seen this story before. I mean, like the way that this is playing out is actually hilarious. It's like, oh, if Barbara Walters was alive, would you ask her? Mm-hmm. Play her a little ditty on the piano about being brokenhearted. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I'm at a loss when it comes to him. Like, I actually had a loss for words. Justin Timberlake, you had everything in your hand with that NSYNC reunion. Mm-hmm. And now people are more excited about Liam Payne working with J- JC than like your new music. He's so dumb and he's so bad at, which I guess I can't blame him because this has always worked for him. Yeah. He handles the media and now it just all of a sudden isn't working for him. And that's like a very new thing for him, relatively speaking, compared to like how beloved he was. Like he's doing all the things that he used to do going on SNL. Like he's doing all the Justin Timberlake things. It's just that none of them are landing. And nobody likes Jimmy Fallon anymore. Right. So your little buddy-buddy thing isn't working the way it was. And it just, it is so frustrating because in my opinion, Justin Timberlake is a legendary artist. You know, he could sing his first two albums for the rest of his life and everyone would be happy. But like, he can't just have that. Like, just shut up, please. And I'm sorry, but having Jessica Biel re- release random statements about how she wishes that people would be nice. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck about Jessica Biel's feelings, babe. I'm so sorry. No one's cared about Jessica Biel since she went topless in I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. <laughs> like, unless we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw remake, I don't give a fuck about Jessica Biel's feelings. Or I guess thoughts. the sinner was pretty good. I gotta give, I gotta give her credit for the sinner. <laughs> Center was great. The center was great. But then there's tall man. So it's like everything, you know, there's an ebb and flow. Really quick, I just wanted to talk about um, Demi Lovato because Demi had a viral moment over the weekend. She sang a heart attack at a conference for women with heart disease, I believe. It's it's something like that. And I got to give Demi some slack here because what wasn't shown was her heartfelt speech about how like your heart and your brain are connected and how like it's a beautiful symmetry with one another and it's a really great speech for fucking Demi <laughs> can't get out of their own way. And I guess Demi has done so many things throughout the years that of course it's just another like fuck Demi. Like fuck again. <laughs> That's one of those things again where you think like god how did this go over so many people's heads that maybe it wouldn't like land to do that right she has many she could have seen confident i'm sorry i'm yeah. not sorry maybe even give your heart a break maybe not not the best title but still a good one a, a literal song called heart attack <laughs> is insane it's actually wild it's wild i just i wish so much more for demi but really can't get out of her own way or her team sucks whoever is running Demi Lovato shit, hand it over to us. I agree. Demi has a very, very, very not effective team, in my opinion. Like, it just really makes no sense. We need to get Miley Cyrus's mom or something behind Demi because it just makes no sense. So this is just a really quick note. And obviously, we're going to have a larger Beyonce conversation once we talk about the Grammys. If you stuck around this long, we appreciate you. Um, 
I believe that Beyonce is going to release a country album. And I've thought that for a while. I've thought that country was next for her for a, a good while. But when I saw her in full country drags at the Grammys, it was like very confirmed for me. Even when I saw um, the like country Western themes in that Louis Vuitton show, I was like, Beyonce is going to wear all this fucking shit. And it's all going to align with her new moment. Like, she was in full high for drag. Mm -hmm. So, I'm into it. I think that we're going to get a Daddy Lessons 2.0, you know. And I'm excited for it, if it happens. I cannot wait. Daddy's Lessons? At one point, Beyonce released it on um, SoundCloud. And I downloaded that and had it on my iPod for, like... (laughs) Probably shouldn't have had an iPod in like 2013, but whatever. <laughs> like the way I played that, I was obsessed with it. I and like she is a true country gal. Like if there's anybody yeah. that really pull off like one hell of a country album, it is her. And I I just think it's iconic. And I hope that the result of Beyonce doing country, I don't even know if she is, but if she is. I hope that the result of it is like we see more diversity in country just in general. I hope that she takes the fucking door open because it's not going to be fully. There's going to be a bunch of controversy surrounding it. There's going to be people with a bunch of opinions that are all based in racism, but they'll have a bunch of like little mini reasons or whatever. But like, I just hope that it blows up the whole country music industry. When I saw the picture of her and Casey Musgraves, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Oh, Beyonce and Casey. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Jesus. That would be incredible. Like, listen, we can manifest. (laughs) Let's manifest just even if it's just uh, like a a medley performance together at the Country Music Awards like she did with with the chicks. I would be okay with that even. Now it's before we talk about Grammys, we we have to talk about Taylor and listen. At this point with Taylor, I am still a fan of her music. I will always love Taylor Swift's music. The fact we're getting a new album, I'm so excited for. I can't even pretend I'm not. I just it was a lot. It was a lot that night and you know she did break records, so that's great for her. I'm not going to like shit on that. Do I think Midnight should have been the album to break that record? No. Um, And I have seen a lot of discourse about Celine. And I love Taylor Swift's music. I have her lyrics tattooed on me. But I love Celine Dion with my whole being. Like, that's the only concert I've ever cried at. And knowing what, you know, Celine's going through. And a lot of people were talking about how maybe she couldn't have hugged Celine. Maybe. Okay. Celine is clearly very ill. She's out there. Maybe she wasn't supposed to touch her. Okay. Least she could have done was look at her and give her a nod. And I have a theory and people aren't going to like this theory. And I'm going to say it's very alleged. The way Taylor was acting that night is the way I act when I do cocaine. (laughs) Okay. The way she's like punching Jack Antonoff's arm. And being like, where's Lana? Lana, Lana, get up here. Lana, get up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. At one point, her gloves were off. Like, it wasn't giving sober. And 
unfortunately, it was, it gave me white girl on cocaine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to like excuse her ignoring Celine. Did she even, I don't know. Because I do think if Taylor was truly doing the Taylor PR that we all know, she would have been like, can you believe Celine Dion he- is here? Mm-hmm. It's just, there's something that's not adding up. And it's not just she was so in the moment she couldn't think. That fucking excuse is driving me insane. I'm so sick of reading that. It it is very annoying. And I get why people are at their limit with Taylor. But I'm also annoyed of everyone being like, Taylor's so annoying. Because it's like, we know. We don't need to keep, like, talking about it. I just, I don't think she was sober. (laughs) Like, I think that that's a really smart perspective that she was actually just fucked up i do believe that she she has to be fucked up when she goes to these award shows because she knows that they're all going to be about her and the camera's on her so much it's like at the vmas you made sure to personally think in sync yeah i just don't see her skipping celine oh i don't even know i i have i'm actually overwhelmed with the amount that i want to say Damn. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> um, okay, this is the thing about the Taylor of it all. And like this will go into like Beyonce and the and Jay-Z speech and stuff too. And I actually do want to talk about other things about the Grammys because I enjoyed it a lot and I enjoyed like a lot of it. So should we start the Grammys timestamp now? Yeah. Okay, so you guys heard my little Taylor spiel. Everything from now is the Grammys and just use the um, timestamps in the bottom. So I just want to get the Beyonce Taylor thing out of the way because it's like what everybody came for. So for me, I agree with you. I am like at a point where I'm like, yeah, I know that Taylor Swift is obnoxious. I know she's annoying. It's not like a hot take or some new perspective to be like, she acts like a teenager and it's annoying. Yeah, she always has and she always does. And she's always fucking annoying at these award shows. And she's always like, you know, her need to like stand up and be lip syncing to every fucking song that's performed and the camera on her every 30 seconds, the side swip- swept bangs and the red lip and the, the homecoming dresses. And I, all of it, I just am like, I cannot believe that we are entering another Taylor Swift album era. Like I'm ready to unalive. So like, yeah, like I agree. Like we all know that she's annoying and it's not like a hot take. For me, I feel like the problem with Taylor is actually so much bigger than her. And it's like bigger even than Beyonce. It's what she represents to people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it it becomes this race issue on the internet where you'll see people, they're having a fucking race conversation, but they're pretending not to. You know what I mean? And like, there's a lot of racism steeped in white people critique Beyonce And I just think it's what Taylor represents that's annoying because I'm sorry. You cannot like Jay-Z. You can think whatever you want about him. You can think that it was obnoxious. I've seen people's, you know, all of these like middle-aged white women being like, he should be ashamed of himself. If I'd be be ashamed that he's my dad. Like, thank you, Gladys. What an amazing opinion. But shut the fuck up. Would you have rather him, you know, walk up on stage and slap someone? Like, which which would you, which would you like think is appropriate because to me there's no more appropriate place to say those words than on stage at the grammy while holding one hello like when else is he supposed to say it 
And like, what is he supposed to just not say it because he wants to be polite to this institution that is like completely fucking corrupt? Like, and like, I'm sorry, I'm so overwhelmed, but like, I thought that his speech was great and what he said was true. And there is a lot of like hypocrisy and it's, it's ridiculous. Like everybody knows that the Grammys are bullshit at this point. Mm-hmm. And to me, the reason that people get so upset with Taylor and her winning these album of the year Grammys is because of what she represents. She represents the corruption of that system. She is the golden child of the Grammys. Not for reasons that are like, not for the reasons that she should be. It's not because she they just think she's so insanely talented. It's not because they think she's such an incredible songwriter. Her fans didn't even like Midnight's. So it's not because they love her work. It's because it's political. And, and that pisses people off. And what will bring in viewers? Taylor Swift standing up and clapping for Olivia Rodrigo. Hello. And people don't talk enough about how powerful Taylor is, not just because she's successful, but because of her parents and the way that she's able to align herself and the way that she's able to control how we view her through. I mean, she is not talked about as being a Nepo baby, but like, isn't she? So basically her dad bought her record contract. Yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't famous, but he made sure Taylor got a record contract. And I guess my fight to that is like, but he didn't create the fandom that she created. Like, but she definitely had an extra help getting her foot in the door. Yes, and I think a lot of what we think about her is not even real, which is like, you can say that about most celebrities, but I just think people confuse it's like yeah do people find her annoying sure but i think the real reason that people get annoyed by her is like what she represents in the industry and like especially on grammy night there's no there's no worse night for a person who isn't a swifty than grammy night because you know that it's going to fucking revolve around taylor no matter what it doesn't matter who's nominated and i'm sorry but the only tortured poet in that room was lana del rey she's the tortured poet okay <laughs> You know what I want to look into more? Why Aaron Desner, who had produced like Folklore and Evermore, he was with Ed Sheeran all night. He wasn't with Taylor. And I'm like, that's the drama I need to know about. I just like could not believe that she dragged Lana up on stage. Like, not only was that, first of all, Lana is notoriously overlooked at these American award shows. And that in itself is political because it's only in America that Lana Del Rey doesn't get awards and everywhere else she does. Or even so, like radio play. Right. She releases these music, these music, these albums that people say are like the best albums of the year or some of the best of all time. And she gets no accolades in America. So it's already this like horrifically weird night for her to go to the Grammys where she knows she's not going to fucking win. And then Taylor drags her up on stage she clearly didn't want to go up on stage. And the thing that makes it 20 times worse is that the people that are up on stage also did her album. So it's really weird to be on stage watching somebody accept an award with the same people that made your most vulnerable, sad album about your family members dying and about your grandmother and your uncle who hung himself and all of this really intense shit. 
why would you want to stand on stage? Uh, that's the cocaine. I'm telling you, that's the cocaine. <laughs> that makes so much sense when you say that, honestly. Um, I have to say one thing. I honestly think Taylor snubbing Celine is probably like obviously very shitty, but like least thing that should be talked about. There were so many incredible moments. SZA in general. I love SZA. I wish that she did like a clean sweep. Miley won her first and second Grammy that night. Her performance, people can call it cringe that she's like, I know you know the words, but guess what? She's just being Miley. She's so fucking incredible and magnetic and just so funny. I love her so much. And can we talk about Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman? Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Every time I've watched it like four times, I've cried every time. And the way that Luke Combs truly admired Tracy that whole performance and let her lead it yeah I, I don't think people would expect that from number one a guy number two a country male singer and the fact that he got her to perform like she does not leave her house she's not performing for anyone and she knows that like I mean that's like people love that song like it's so yeah. you know it's one of the most loved Excuse me. It's one of the most loved songs in existence. For him to get her to perform was crazy in itself. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The way that he looked at her, oh my God. And Luke Combs, I've never heard a bad thing about him, knock on every wood possible. But, you know, people do covers and they don't give the artist enough credit, in my opinion. But the way Luke Combs made sure to bring up Tracy in, like, every interview, I give him a lot of credit for that. Because he could have easily not done that. I agree. I feel like he gained a lot of fans who weren't really familiar with him. And (laughs) just, like, a lot of admiration from people who, like, really didn't know anything about him. I mean, even Fantasia performing? Like, again, there's just so much more to talk about than just this one thing, but it does suck that everything Taylor Swift does becomes headlining news no matter what. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it sucks that we watch this award show knowing that it's corrupt. Like, it's actually, like, painful sometimes to sit through because it's like, this is bullshit. It's absolute fucking bullshit. And people being angry at Jay for going up on stage and defending his wife when a black woman hasn't won album of the year since 1999 and only four have ever. Are you kidding? And all he was saying was like, the, it's the hypocrisy of you guys giving my wife 40 fucking Grammys, all these awards, but not this one that means the most. Mm-hmm. You're giving it to somebody who, I'm, I, <laughs> whose album her fans didn't even fucking like. And even the way Taylor was like, this is like my 13th or whatever. And then as opposed to Miley being like, this is my first. I'm so like that again. That's why I don't think Taylor Swift was sober because Taylor Swift doesn't fuck up like this. I also just say something really quickly about the styling, the the clothing at the Grammys this year. (laughs) I hate to keep shitting on this young woman. But nobody in Hollywood needs a new stylist more. What is Taylor's middle name? Do you know? Allison. Then Taylor Allison Swift. Oh my fucking God. 
oh my God, she needs a new stylist so bad. Like these homecoming prom dresses, the the bangs, the red lip. I want to roll around on glass. Like, oh my God, for once, can we, if you're going to be the belle of the ball and I have to watch you fucking lip sync and twist your hips to every fucking song and the camera's on you the entire time. Can we get a fucking hair moment? Can we get something besides those damn bangs? Oh my God. I am just so sick of her. Well, let me tell you something. That's how you know she's friends with lesbians and not gay men. And if she is, they're toxic gays. She's toxic gays around her that are like, yes, you're eating queen. You're not. Um, I wanted to say quick, I do think Kelsey Ballerini got robbed. I think her rolling up the Welcome Matt album was so incredible. And she had visuals to go along with it. I think Lainey Wilson is a industry plant for the country music. And I thought that back at the CMAs when we talked about it. I think it today. Um, I love Kelsey Ballerini. And again, I just think she was so robbed because that album was so good. And people I know who don't even listen to country like that album. Um, what did you think about her like infamous now reaction to not winning? Rachel had one, so everyone can. I love it. I don't know what makes people think that these celebrities have to clap through losing an award. I, if, if it were me, I would have absolutely no reaction. You know, I would be stone faced and looking at my phone. Next commercial, the following commercial break, I would be in the bathroom being like, how can I leave? Why do I have to pretend that I'm excited that I lost? Like, no. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, But overall, I actually liked the Grammys more this year. As many complaints as I just had, overall, I think it was pretty good. It was good. And also, speaking of styling, I really loved Miley's, like, whole Jane Fonda moment. Like, the commitment to this, like, Barbarella, like, 60s, 70s disco thing was so cool. And she, I think Miley had four outfit changes, I want to say. She had like a Tom Ford jumpsuit and the, I mean, she, it, the whole thing, like all of it was just incredible. And I love a commitment to, I love when a pop star commits to like, um, like a, what word am I looking for? Like a bit, you know, like she was doing like a disco thing all night and she committed, like she was in full drag the whole night, like Beyonce. Um, who did you want to win album of the year? Because I was really hoping for SZA. Like, SOS is such a good album front to back. Um, I wanted either SZA or Lana to win album of the year. Yeah. I really, really, really felt like... Because, like, Lana should have won for Norman fucking Rockwell, but she lost to Billy, And, like, I can accept that. Even though it's odd because Billie Eilish is, to me, a direct descendant of Lana Del Rey. Like, she wouldn't exist without Lana. Mm-hmm. But even and even though I think that that was like, it was like, fine, because it's Billie and I love Billie and I think she's so talented and she was having a moment. But for Midnight to win was like, it was actually just like the, the Academy spitting in everybody's faces. Also, I wanted to re- I didn't send this to you on purpose because I wanted to get your reaction as we are recording. Uh-oh. But I don't know if you saw um on TikTok this like screenshot of a statement from one of the 
Academy voters went viral. I have not seen it. I'm going to read this to you. I'm so scared. It says, for context, this voter is middle-aged male and leans country American Americana rock, and he's been a voter for a long time. Jason Isbell. <laughs> this is in reference to the specifically to album of the year. Quite frankly, none of these nominees are album of the year worthy. I found it to be very weak, a very weak year for mainstream albums. However, I voted for Midnight's. Although I did not enjoy it, it much compared to Taylor's previous work. She has been the inescapable face of music. So how can I deny her music's visit, her music, music's biggest award? Quote, I haven't taken Lana Del Rey seriously as an artist since her infamous SNL performance, and I never will. Boy Genius, Boy Genius's re- record can be considered decent, but I am dissatisfied at how artists like them and Fiona Apple, who are making dull music are seen as the face of rock music, taking spots over actual rock musicians like the Foo Fighters or Springsteen. So if that doesn't tell you everything that you need to know about the Grammys, to call Fiona Apple's music dull? (laughs) (sighs) This man is lucky that I don't know who he is. I would slit somebody's throat open. Dull? I have to go back to Billy because I am getting so tired of Billie Eilish singing her songs at her little piano with her brother looking at her from some other part of the stage. I think Billie Eilish is so talented. I think she's great. I understand why she's on every award show, but she's actually someone that I'm kind of like, I fucking get it. You sing, you sing great. You sing in your little falsetto. It's great. You're incredibly talented. Your brother looks at you real weird. They give me very big Derek and Julianne vibes. But like, <laughs> I think I might need a Billy break the way people need like a Taylor break. I need a little bit of Billy off every award show I watch. I can see that. I really enjoyed Billy's performance, but I understand the uh, exhaustion because it's been nonstop Billy, 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 Billy since we met her. Like it has been literally nonstop. Yeah, and I hope I hope she gets a break. I want to ask you about um I watched this TikTok last night about Taylor and Olivia Rodrigo specifically. Okay. And I really thought that this girl had an interesting point, which was basically that Taylor has not felt truly threatened by another pop girl she basically was trying to say that there's a reason that taylor will publicly align herself with somebody like alana del rey because that doesn't threaten taylor's status it's not like she's gonna walk up on stage with ariana grande you Mm -hmm. know but she will walk up on stage with lana del rey and it's not threatening to like the empire that is taylor swift because they kind of live in different like worlds basically but she was saying that Olivia Rodrigo is like genuinely the first artist to threaten Taylor. And that it's interesting because Olivia used a lot of the same tactics to become mm-hmm. more widely known that Taylor did, which probably made her feel even more threatened because she's like game recognized game. And she's like a really good songwriter. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, 
Olivia's also been very vocal about the people she's been inspired by, right? Like she's talked about Avril. She's talked about Haley Williams. She's talked about Alanis Morissette. She talked about Taylor Swift at the beginning. But those three still like are on stage with her. She brings them on stage. And um, on the red Taylor's version, there's a song called Nothing New. I genuinely believe that's about Olivia. I don't think it's about anyone else. And yeah, I think she absolutely did in the way that she, you know, kind of bullied Olivia being like, you stole a lot of my song. I still don't agree with that. I don't think that's a cool thing. And that's why I try and tell people, I'm like, I'm a Taylor Swift music fan. Like, mm-hmm. musically, I really love her. But like, I can see everything everyone else sees. Yeah, and she also, it's funny that you brought up those um, other artists because she had said like, you know, the way that Taylor like, like aligned herself with Tim McGraw at the beginning of her career and like, you know, used by having his name be in the title of her song, like everybody was talking about her and then it connected her to Tim McGraw's fans, which like helped her a lot. And she was saying like Olivia Rodrigo basically learned that from Taylor and did the same thing by constantly like always talking about Taylor, like in every interview she did at the beginning, it was like pretty much always about Taylor so that her fans would be like, oh, she also writes music and like strums a guitar or whatever. The issue with Taylor is she doesn't want to just be the best. She wants to be unbeatable. Mm. And that's how I would sum up Taylor Swift in a sentence. She doesn't just want to have every record. She wants to have every record and make it so no one can beat it. Well, it's interesting that, you know, Olivia, like, I don't, I don't think she's said her name even or anything since no. the lawsuit, right? She's never even, like, spoken about her at all. The only, like, little thing people think, she was interviewed by Alanis Morissette, and she said something like, there are a lot of mean girls that I didn't ex- expect in the industry. And everyone's like, Taylor? I feel like Taylor gave her, like, the, this industry for dummies. For sure. And I do think Taylor's aware of how like overexposed she is. And I'm guessing there's going to be another like reputation 2.0 type thing where she goes silent for years and or or a year or two, not not multiple. But um, at first, just going back to like what I was saying about the album and stuff, it makes so much sense that now she's dating like a Travis Kelsey because people are going to be like, oh, did she record this before or after they dated or this song, is it about Maddie? Is it about Joe? Like, that's why I was like, oh, of course she has the super public relationship because she wants people to put songs to fucking Travis Kelsey instead of Maddie from, I forget his last, Maddie Healy. Oh, I didn't even think about that. First thought I had. Oh, what do you think that the, um, I also have a theory that her new music direction, even though it won't be, completely copied i think it's going to be the most like lana del rey's music that it may be it's been like more poetry yeah i think it's going to be like folklore and evermore's long lost sister that went to like outward bound camp yeah and like it's it'll be a little bit more like let's smoke a cigarette and have a glass of wine a little bit more sexy maybe like darker but i think it'll be like lana light i mean we can say that and then there will probably be a song that sounds like me on it I know, I know. <laughs> um, but no, I 
the the whole night in general i thought was really cool and i really just enjoyed the grammys this year even though we are shitting on it entertainment wise it was just like actually like pretty fun to watch yeah yeah i agree and travis scott whatever you were throwing like a fit about your music's not good stop (laughs) oh yeah sorry your demonic music isn't gonna get you a grammy (laughs) I didn't even really say anything. I just have to say as a homosexual, I have to put it out there that I denounce what happened to Celine Dion. I am not okay with it. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely fucking not okay. I'm sorry. Like, she was not just in the moment. She was in the moment and she was aware enough to hug everybody else on the stage and acknowledge literally every single other person. And it was just the way she, like, didn't even acknowledge her existence took the award from her hand and then did that dumb fucking classic Taylor Swift. I can't believe I'm up here, even though I've been up here 40 times thing that she does. It was just, and it's not, I've seen people on the internet again, trying to make this like a race thing. Like people just hate Taylor Swift and they'll give any opportunity to try and like defend Beyonce. Black people love Celine Dion. Everyone loves Celine Dion. Okay, she is beloved. If this was a race issue, you wouldn't see every Black person on TikTok being like, do not fuck with Celine Dion. I also need to clarify, I did not think that was cool. Even if I think Taylor was on drugs, I do want to make it clear, I think it was really shitty. To I, I hope that I, that point came across, even though I yeah. said that she was on drugs. No, yes, it did. And I okay. also agree with you. I think it's like, now that I'm thinking about it, it was like un- undeniable that she was like... Just... Mm-hmm. Everything in her weird high five with fucking what's his face, Jack Antonoff. Like, oh, yeah, too much weird shit that I have done. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of fun, really funny TikToks of people being like, you can tell, like, halfway through, excuse me, halfway through, Lana was like, I gotta go to another table. Like, this girl's too much for me. And somebody like Lana is so somebody who likes to be like under the radar at an event like that. Yeah. And it's like to be sitting with somebody who is like doing a a a ten a countdown to the next time the camera will be on her. It's a lot. So how about we end this with like your top three Grammys moments? Because for me, I'd say Tracy Chapman and um, Luke Combs. I would say Celine just coming up on stage, and then um, honestly, Fantasia with her Tina Turner tribute. I think that those three are like my favorite. I'm going to say SZA mm. was my was a top three. It gave me, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez Pepsi commercial from back in the day when they do like a Kill Bill thing, but it was almost identical. It was like exactly the same. So I'm going to say SZA. Um, I have to say Tracy. And I'm going to go Miley. Miley is the moment that I will remember of this award show, like in years to come. I'll remember her loving Mariah was such like a beautiful moment. She is just like she was born to be famous, Mm -hmm. and I love that she didn't thank her dad because fuck Billy Ray, yeah, (laughs) fuck him in the whatever fedora he's currently wearing. Well, guys, that Grammy segment was very all over the place, but we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just like overwhelmed with thoughts. I have too, too much, too, too much in my head. 
Honestly, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I'm like between the Grammys and Justin performing again and Justin Timberlake being a psycho and Demi Lovato. I'm like, I need a nap. I know. Hopefully this coming week will be a little bit more chill. Oh, can I just say something super quick before we end? Absolutely. Um, Mean Girls wasn't the only movie that I saw this week. I also saw All of Us Strangers. And it was one of the most beautiful movies that I've ever seen in my life. It was such a beautiful, queer love story, kind of. It's about grief and just being gay and like the trauma around being gay. And it was just like, it was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And it, after I was over, I literally like, I was not okay. I was crying so hard in the theater that I was like, couldn't breathe. I was so embarrassed. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen All of Us Strangers yet, it totally got snubbed at the Oscars, which was like very unfair. But it's such a gorgeous, queer story. You should go see it. Well, it's nice to end on that note instead of whatever the Grammys was, because I couldn't even like get my thoughts together. (laughs) I know. But we hope you guys enjoyed this and we will be announcing tour dates next Tuesday. And we love you very, very much. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.